Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive. Deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going. Going. The big leagues. Going. Going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye! He has done it! He has changed the game of the night with one swing of his bat! Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang! Zoom! Go the fireworks! The fan. Welcome into the Hot Corner for it must be a Wednesday, as it's always a Wednesday. Live from the poop-filled Willameda, this is the Hot Corner after dark. It is. I took a walk down the poop of Willameda the other day. Like in it? Yeah. Were you walking on it? Are uh, you Jesus? Yes. Nice. Yes, I am. So, Jesus Patrick, was a Jew after on all. on your resume here, what is it? Well, you know, I worked in the beer business for a while, and I co-host a show with the Almighty. Yep. There you go. Sounds great. You're um, and I was walking along the Esplanade behind us. Ah, yes. Uh, and uh, smelling the Mazithra cheese from Old Spaghetti Factory. No, I was going the other direction. Okay. So uh, no, I did not smell that. The Tesla engines humming. <laughs> the 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 comment I was going to make was that it smelled and looked poopier than normal. <laughs> I was wearing my mask, right, because there was actually a decent amount of people walking up and down the walkway, and I got to a, a spot where there wasn't anybody, so I took it off and I went. I should probably put this back on because <laughs> I could smell the river and it did not smell good. <laughs> and it looked uh, brown. COVID be damned. You should wear a mask while walking along the Willamette. <laughs> because it smells and looks like poop. It was extra brown and extra smelly. And I went, no wonder it's the poop for Willamette. So for those of you listening, if you don't know, our station is down on the South waterfront. <clears throat> and we have all of these uh, new apartment complexes. Right? These have all popped up insane amounts over, what, the last five years or so? Some of them are, I think, income controlled, and some of them are super GD expensive. You get both worlds down here. (laughs) So my question is, do you think people move down here going, man, I'm right on the river? Look at this view. It's easy to get on I-5. I mean, you got to go in circles three times to get on the Ross Island Bridge, but, you know, I can get on I-5 real easily. It's right here at the river. There's a boardwalk. This is so great. And they step outside and went, oh, God, what have I done? (laughs) I don't think it smells normally. So, no, I don't think they have that thought. 
But those who live with uh, maybe a beautiful apartment or condo with a view overlooking the Willamette, and they open their window because it's a 55, 60-degree day. You, you want to smell need... the fresh air off the Ross Island. Yeah, you don't need... <laughs> You don't need any sort of uh, temperature control in your house. You open the window and you go, you know what? I'm going to put the AC back on. <laughs> Close that window right up. Well, this is what we used to do as kids. When I was in high school, uh, I went to uh, Hudson's Bay High School, Eagle Born, Eagle Bred, over there in Vancouver. Uh, the Camus kids, whenever the Camus kids came to town for basketball or football, we would always make fun of them. We were like, your town stinks. Mm-hmm. You have the paper mill. Your town stinks. We used to throw toilet paper at basketball games sometimes, too, just to kind of mess with them. And then they were like, yeah, our town stinks, but at least we can play sports. And what we, did you say to that? We were like, oh, <laughs> go team. See, it's funny you mentioned that, Patrick, because uh, growing up in Sherwood next to Newburgh, Newburgh had a paper mill, too. Mm-hmm. And I just used to refer to it as a uh, poopy old, stinky old Newburgh. <laughs> Poopy old, old, stinky stinky old old Newberg. Yes, yes. Was that just a you thing or was that a Sherwood thing? That was just a me thing, Mm. just whenever I referred to it. So it didn't catch on. And now I might end up moving there in the uh, near future. All right. Good thing the paper mill isn't around anymore. Well, there's a good good chance I moved to Camus too soon. So (laughs) it's funny how this all turns full circle. (laughs) And Newberg was not good at football. I think they were just good at wrestling. Mm, If you know what I mean. Wrestling. hey Yes. I'm a grappler. (laughs) Greco-Roman style. Uh, I love this text on the fan text line, 503-250-1080. It's really brown now because of the heavy rains. I don't know how to take that text. (laughs) My mind's all over the place right now. I think he's trying to be nice, thinking that I'm an idiot. Yeah, that we don't know why it stinks. Yeah. Why it looks like crap. Literally. I understand. (laughs) But it's more fun to say it's poop because we call it the poop-filled Willamette. Well, I know. And I hear the term, well, it's brown because of the heavy rains. And I'm like, well, you know. Are these like the rains of Africa or are these like the rains of the four-year-old I hang out with sometimes? Because those are bad rains. Okay. What? You might need to surround that sentence. Oh, oh, with, with the fact context. that I hang out with, with, with children that are associated with my girlfriend who I am loving and committed to. Yes. So then I am, hence, I hang out with a four, five, and eight-year-old sometimes. Right, right. You're not just hanging out with a four-year-old for no reason other than to hang out with him. You're hanging out with him because he is the son of your girlfriend. I'll tell you what. <laughs> if this is the first time you're tuning in, that could be uh, confusing. If this is not the first time you're tuning in, I think the idea of me and children sounds terrifying. <laughs> yes. So if I'm hanging out with kids, I promise it was not my choice. <laughs> I am only here it's still to not, oblige. It's still not your choice, really, is it? Uh, it is now, yeah. Oh, okay. I choose to. Good. The four-year-old's great. Six and the eight-year-old, though? Five and eight. They're, they're fine. They're great, too. Ah, they're fine. They're fine. They're but great. The four-year-old. They're great. Well, the four-year-old's a boy. Oh, the other the two The other two are girls. Are girls. Mm. And, you know, I, I I try. and I Uncle do. Patrick can't relate to the girls <laughs> as much as he can relate I, to the boy. I do a decent job. But the four-year-old, you know, he, like, speaks four-year-old English. And the girls translate for me sometimes. And, you know, he's, he's great. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Sounds something like this. Corey. You thrilled our fans throughout the postseason with a great performance. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> you thrilled our fans. Sometimes he comes to me and he's like, how'd you do? I was like, yeah, but- hi, hi, Ollie. <laughs> and his sister's like, he wants to know what you had for breakfast. I'm like, how did you get that? How do you know that? How do you know these things? It's impressive. It is. Yeah. 
I'm going to experience this at some point soon, too. Uh, my new girlfriend's got kids. Yeah. And I'm going to meet them at some point, and I'm going to have to do, like, fake dad things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, I'm just mom's friend. Uh, oh, is that how Yeah, is? they think I'm friends with them. It's mm. great. It's great. I want to be their friends. So she, when I, so when I tell them, to... So when I tell them to do stuff, they're like, man, my friend's such a good friend. He's looking out for me. <laughs> She has clean told, your room. She has told what her kids about friend. me, and she was like, "He's a really, really, really good friend." <laughs> and I, was like, I was like, "All really right, really good. I'll take really that. good friend. <laughs> He's a really good friend. I'm really leaning on the V, like really good friend. <laughs> That's all right. Look at us, Mike. We were here five years ago. We're doing this little show five years ago. You think?" On, what's the date today? The 13th of January in the glorious year that is 2021. Did we be talking about the children? Nope. The children. Yeah, I did guys, not think uh, that at all. If you guys need any tips, let me know. Yeah, the closest I was coming to a kid was Joe the 4th. Yep. Was medium Joe. That was also for me as well. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was like, you see Joe and you're like, what a good kid. I don't want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Joe 4 is a great kid. I mean, I don't know at home, but when he's here, he's a great kid. Well, he's not here today, so Joe can tell the truth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot Unless of that weird stuff that you talk about. All that weird stuff you talk about that kids do. Yeah, it happens with him, too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's not excluded from that. <laughs> right. Yelling random things in my face five inches away from it. Thank how, you, how buddy. Old is, how old is he? Is he eight? He'll be eight in March. Eight yeah. in March. I don't even remember eight. Are you supposed to? Maybe. I mean, I'm sure I have memories of my life from eight, well, but I, mean, I can't pinpoint like, aha. Like, was I like, terrible grade. at eight? I don't know. Second, second grade. grade. Any second grade memories? That's when I was introduced to the magical world of Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> Little Mathers. And then I look at my son now and what Mom, he doesn't Mom, why does this know. guy hate gay people? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I'm glad you don't have to listen to that yet. Buddy. Second grade, I had a speech impediment. Uh, I could not say sh, j, or cha. What did it all sound well, Those like? aren't words. So. Uh, my, uh, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich was peanut butter and Shelly sandwich. <laughs> my sister, who is Jackie, um, was fracky. Yeah. So it was different. Even, even though it was Jay and Jackie and Jay and Jelly, it was Shelly and fracky? Yeah, I think it's the E and the A. Mm. Like mixed the vowels. Okay. Screwed it up. That's and an then interesting what do you know? And then what do you know? My parents put me in a class and... Uh, and you learned. And I learned. And one of my uh, one of my strongest suits uh, when I was an actor is my diction and enunciation. Do you find yourself ever falling back into those habits when you like are drunk? No, that's gone. No, gone forever. No, if anything, I can just get more a hole. Mm. I'm like, hello, sir. How art thou? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> no, I don't think so. You Although I, don't I know. speak English, right? Yes. Although it's... I do understand that. I also just don't know, Mike, because it's been a long time since I've been drunk around other people. That is true. Like, in my house, like, if I'm drunk late at night in my house, I'm just like, what's up, Ray? Talking to my cat. <laughs> Ray looks at me like, who are you telling that to? I'm like, <laughs> you. You idiot. Shut up. <laughs> Go get dad another beer. <laughs> does, she, does she oblige? No, but the four-year-old does. Oh, okay. oh Oakley, we got a great show lined up for you tonight. I'm being a good friend. <laughs> we got a lot to get to. There's a new shortstop in New York. That's where we'll start. There's a new reliever in Chicago. We'll get to there at some point. And there could be a very, very rich man, young man in San Diego. 
Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of other stuff we'll get to. Uh, the Blazers are on, and I almost threatened this show today because we are big NBA show, this show. I figured we could just spend two hours breaking down James Harden. That sound good to everybody else? Sure. Okay, I'm, I'm going to pass on that. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hard pass on that. I think everyone else at the great uh, station here, 1080. Yes. Okay, now I'm in. It's Harden all day, baby. Harden all day. And I'll tell you what. If that guy's going to be super ball-centric around a couple other ball-centric guys and the flatter... Okay. All right. I'm done. Uh, so we got a lot to get to. You can uh, follow us on social media. You can find me on Instagram at PDD085. There's Mike on Twitter at Mike Lynch 27 And our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher, on Twitter as well at JoeFish3. That's F-I-S-C-H. You can text in the fan text line 503-250-1080. That'll let you interact with us throughout the entire show. And don't forget the Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow around four o'clock it is an interactive tasting room so jump on the instagram page at beers on us see the beers that mike picked this week you can run to your local market of choice pick those up and you can drink along with us should be a good one i love these episodes uh and i picked the beers for the first time i'm very excited about it i'm very excited too lineup looks great so make sure you get that download that wherever you get your podcasts including at 10athefan.com and radio.com all right when we come back We'll start with the new shortstop in Queens and how that looks for them and how that looks for everybody else. This is the Hot Corner on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Who doesn't like a good rubby action? This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven nineteen, Portland sports leader. Don't you forget it. Uh, Blazers currently down by three against the Kings. So wrap it up, trade everyone, fire everyone, call it a day. What? <laughs> well, they're losing, right? Are you? Bunch are you of bums. Pretending to be a Blazer fan, but misrepresenting a little bit. It's the first. Quarter, uh, I don't know. I think I'm kind of close to accurately representing it's the first Blazer. Quarter. You guys spent some time talking about Blazer Twitter. Uh, I'm a little close to Blazer Twitter there. I don't know, man. The number one thing you have to remember about diehard sports fans is a lot of them are extremely uneducated. You know how many posts I saw on Facebook that was like, trade Russell to the Jags and get Trevor Lawrence. I'm tired of this. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Diehard fans, they don't know anything. Go get Trevor Lawrence. That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. Trade Russ to the Jags for the first overall pick and draft Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Just blow it up. Start over. This isn't working. <laughs> well, <laughs> couldn't be a coaching thing or a, no. Think no, about or it. Or an O line thing. Offensive line thing or no? Definitely not. Maybe. Well, I'll tell you what. I would have run the football. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Good one, dude. That's go, a hot take. Go coach the team with all that zero experience <laughs> you have. Oh, I would have run the ball. <laughs> well, duh. We all know that. Chill out. Anyway, sorry. I digress. I digress. I also Doesn't shouldn't have really say that because either. all the experience I have, and I have hot takes too. <laughs> that's the see. That's the difference too. Is that's their those people's platforms, right? Sure. I just happen to have a microphone in front of me, but other people have a keyboard in front of them or a phone. That's okay. their platform to share their hot takes that may or may not make sense to the world. I'll tell you what, man. I'll take the microphone over the keyboard any day of the week because the microphone keeps me in check. Hmm. Because you can't say stupid things because people will bag on you. That is very true. Like when I say I can't wait for Frankie Lindor to go into the Hall of Fame as a Cleveland Indian, this is going to be great. 
That was a bad take. That was a really bad take. Yes, it was. It was a really bad take. My girlfriend was folding laundry the other day, and I gave her my Lindor shirt because it's a little snug <laughs> on my old fat body right now. And uh, she was just folding it, and I was like, what's that? And she goes, it's just the, the Indian shirt you gave me. I was like, what's it say on the back? She shut it to me, and she says, Lindor 12, and I just started sobbing. Did Not you really. actually start crying? No, no, but that was tough. That was hard. We were talking about this. We were talking about this. Oh, I don't want to know what's going on on television. Uh, well, I know what's going on on television. Okay, why well, does Brooke have a Brooke shark? Brooke Olsendam has a shark on her head. Okay. Because yesterday, or two days ago, after their win against the Raptors, <clears> CJ <throat> said he was a shark. Well, he said he's a killer. And he says sharks just eat. He was comparing himself to a shark. So she was wearing a shark mask. Man. I'm glad we don't have to do that. <laughs> That'd be awful. January NBA, everybody. Whee! <laughs> Next year, I'm just going to, instead of watching at Christmas, I'm just going to wait till the Madness tournament is over. Tune into the NBA in April. Mm. <clears throat> I don't know. It's still fun to watch all year long because you get a full storyline of the team. And, you know, they're Oh, fun. Blazers are up by two. Blazers are up by two. This just in, brought to you by uh, Mercedes-Benz Vans. Find out how far an extra mile really goes. Blazers go into the finals. Oh, Currently God. winning right now. You used the real breaking news liner for that. That's so funny. <laughs> Blazers go to the finals. They're up 22-20. First quarter. Here we go, baby. Oh, can you man. feel the heat? Damian Lillard, MVP. The heat. I can feel the blaze. Ooh, blaze the nugs. That's my favorite line. That ever. was great. I didn't. That is a great up oh, tie game. I don't know. I'm a little yeah. iffy on this team. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll be an eight seed again. Well, you should have traded CJ. You could have had the best scorer in the NBA. Could have had it. Wait, Durant's on the market. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's stop messing around. All right, let's keep messing around. Can you name five players on the Kings? De'Aaron, Buddy Heald. De'Aaron Fox. They still have De'Aaron Fox. Yes. Buddy Heald. It's a good one. Okay. Harrison Barnes. Oh, they got Harrison. This is great. Sacramento's like a, do you remember this guy? Um, who else do they have, Joe? I don't know. They literally were showing the names of guys <laughs> on the back of their jerseys, and Mike's still like, uh. Did you say Marvin Bagley? Oh, Marvin Bagley, yeah. Ooh, Marvin Dame, Bagley. Dame Lil's rap opponent. Marvin Bagley Jr., please. Get it right. And according to my uh, Twitter poll I ran last week when they played them last time, 48 votes, 70% said Marvin Bagley, indeed trash. <laughs> What was the other option? Well, it was just yes or no. Is Marvin Bagley trash? And 68.8% oh. of the votes said yes, he is trash. Gotcha. You have 40 votes on that? 48. Damn, Damn Joe. Your Twitter profile is definitely cool. Oh, they have the Halliburton kid. 50 next. Halliburton? Yeah, he's oh, a yeah, rookie yeah, yeah. from Iowa State, right? Yeah, uh, Iowa State, yes, correct. Was that right? I wanted to say Big Ten, but he is Big 12. God, that would suck if your in-state rival was in a different conference. Or is it, or is it Iowa? Which one was it? Uh, he, you're thinking of that Garza kid well, yes. from Iowa. He's good. Tyrese he, Halliburton. He's Iowa State. He's he Iowa was, State. I was right. Because he's, he was, he was recruited by the mayor. Look at me. He was recruited by the mayor before the mayor decided to take his talents to the Windy City. Gotcha. For like 10 minutes. That was too bad. I liked Frank Hoiberg. Did you really? I did. You mean Fred? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Liked him so much. Could have said that in my ear, but you did it on the air instead. 
Just like you talked about, because you have a microphone that keeps a, you in check. A, that's a top-notch producer right there. <laughs> keeps me in check. And it's over. Blazers are going to lose. Okay. Mike, do you want to do this? Do what? I've been trying to put this off all week. Yeah. Did you know? Well, I did text you about I've it. I've been but... waiting for this all week. <laughs> I know. I've just been, like, desperately trying to avoid it. I actually, small story real quick. I know you want to say something. When it happened, and you text me, and I know you're going to get to that, so I'll leave that. I just kind of let it sit, tried not to talk to anybody about it. I got through like two days, and then one night I was lying in bed, and I flipped on MOB Network like 10.30 at night, 11 o'clock at night, and they were talking about it, and I got so mad. I was so mad in the bed that I like hate quit the TV and passed out. Really? Yeah. But you knew. I know. It just like you was a delayed reaction yeah, to cause, it? Well, because I tried to, because I tried to just like, ah, don't think about it, don't think about it, you're, you're okay. Don't you worry did. about it. You did respond to me. Mm-hmm. I I texted you. Mm-hmm. Bye bye Lindor with a slanty face, mm-hmm. and then Ann Cookie too. Damn, and you texted me back twenty minutes later. Mm-hmm. Not how I wanted to wake up, but I guess it's finally over. Yep. And then you shoved it as far down as you could. Yep. And you lasted. You said two days. Two days. You lasted two days until it came boiling out. Yeah, and now I'm now I'm in like the second stage of just sadness. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's first? Is anger first? Anger's first. And then isn't it like rationalizing? Oh, yeah, I kind of did that. And then sadness and then something else, then acceptance. It's going to be a long time until I accept. The five stages of grief, you mean? Please. Yes. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Bargaining? Well, yeah, so rationalizing. Okay. Well, I mean, just like, what what am I going to (laughs) do? I'll trade you this can of beer I have to make it go away. So, yeah, you, d- you did deny it for two days. You ignored it. Uh-huh. Then you had uh, the anger, mm-hmm. and you probably did some rationalizing to yourself because mm-hmm. you were like, well, you know, they probably weren't going to pay him. Yep. And then now you're in the sadness phase. You have yet to accept it, though. Uh, I'm hoping this show, this show brings us around on acceptance. Okay. Because this is a tough one. We kind of talked off air. I don't know if we ever brought it up. We talked off air last week about the trade that just broke your heart. For yeah. your team. We did not talk about it on the air. We didn't. Yeah. And and you had mentioned, you know, it wasn't a trade, but when Robbie left, when Cano left, you were pretty upset because you liked him a lot. Cano was my favorite player at the time, and when he went to the Mariners, I felt like it was a betrayal. Yeah. Dullet, bullet dodged. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping this show brings a little cur- little closure for me. Okay. And uh I am very curious how you how you view this now. View the return, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, because my initial thought was Boy, you guys kind of got fleeced a little bit. Yeah, and that's what and that's what we'll get to. I want to start on the Mets side as Steve Cohen comes in and keep delaying getting to the Indians. <laughs> I get it, yeah. And as Steve Cohen um, makes his first big splash as the new owner of the New York Mets, landing Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco in a trade with Cleveland. Uh, that's where we'll start the show a half hour in, all a primetime style. But first, here's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. All right, let's not bury the lead here, as I've tried to for the last 35 minutes. Unsuccessful as here we go. You ready? You guys booked in? I'm ready. Locked in and loaded? Got your hot takes ready? Uh, The New York Mets acquire Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco from the Cleveland Indians for a bag of garbage (laughs) moving forward. (laughs) 
And uh, tell us how you really feel. <clears throat> um, there's some interesting. There's some interesting stuff in this. I mean, to break this down, let's just start at the beginning. The Mets have Francisco Lindor and yes. Carlos Carrasco. Yep, they have an extremely solid mid mid infield right now. If you play McNeil at second and you have Frankie at short, and you had Carrasco to an already pretty solid starting pitching rotation, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not, it's not just DeGrom. You got Stroman coming back, hopefully healthy. Yep. And Carrasco's been good the last couple of years. I mean, in Syndergaard, when he gets healthy, that's DeGrom, Syndergaard, Stroman, and Carrasco. That's really That's great. Really good. Who's their closer? Yeah, they got to work on that. But Eddie. But this is clearly, and I mean, when Steve Cohen bought the Mets, this is what we were waiting for. We were waiting on something like this. When they, si- when they signed McCann at catcher, we were kind of like, oh, man, I thought you were going to go after Real Muto. Like, we expected them to be the big, big splash. And I actually like McCain a lot. I think it's a smarter move for them than Real Muto. But uh, we are waiting for something big. And we heard they were in on Springer. Yep, and they s- probably still are in on Springer. Although I've seen some reports lately that it's Toronto's to lose in that sense now. Oh, well. That it, the Blue Jays probably have the most to offer at this point. Oh, good for them. Uh, I'm I'm glad to never watch George Springer play baseball again. Um, and I'll so, get to watch him 19 times a year. <laughs> hooray. And so the Mets make that splash. And Francisco Lindor is definitely a top 10 player in Major League Baseball. Uh, this kind of came out of nowhere for me. I thought the Mets would be a great place, but I didn't know if they would be able to get him, knowing what the Dodgers have to offer, what the Yankees have to offer. Uh, I think if you're a Mets fan... And Steve Cohen is your new owner. You got to be pretty jacked. Oh, you are thrilled. I've got tons of friends who are Mets fans, and they are completely over the moon about these moves that they're making. And especially for a team and a fan base that has had ownership that has been, A, felons, uh, screwed by Bernie Madoff, (laughs) and B, since then, horrific at owning a baseball team and clutching their purse strings. To have an owner who is now by far, it's not even close, by far the wealthiest owner in the sport. Isn't he the third wealthiest man in the world? I don't know if it's that, but... I think it goes Bezos, Gates, Cohen. Well, I think Elon so. Musk is number one now. Oh, right, right, right. I always forget that guy. Yeah, he's one. Bezos is two. I don't know who three is. There's a lot of guys international that are yeah, very high. Bunch he's, of Saudi oil money. He's very wealthy. Yes. Uh, and he is by far the wealthiest owner in baseball when he picked up the Mets. So when Mets fans saw that and they saw him join Twitter and interact with the fans. Mm -hmm. It was almost like, oh, this guy kind of gets it. And he came in and was just like, look, we're going to make this team good. And he's doing that so far. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be as easy of a fix as just like, hey, let's get everybody immediately and and fix it. The Mets had flaws. But you you mentioned the Dodgers and you mentioned the Yankees. Honestly, I always thought the Mets had a really, really, really realistic chance to get Lindor because you had a new owner who wanted to make changes. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers and Yankees are good teams. Frankly, they don't need a shortstop, right? Right. Both have shortstops that are entrenched. It would just be a luxury for them, and they have good pieces to trade. The Mets need Frankie Lindor. Yes. The Mets also need a true face of the franchise. Sorry, Pete Alonso. <clears throat> you're not exactly a sexy uh, face of the franchise, in my opinion. Frankie Lindor is. Yeah. So you get that. You get your starting shortstop of the future. Hopefully you resign him to a long-term deal, which he says he's willing to do. And you make all your fans happy. You make your team better. It's a win-win. I love to make fun of the Mets and Mets fans. They're, you know, the second Yankee rival. But it's still cool to see things like this. Well, and I mean, we talk about this all the time. 
how do you make baseball more viable to everyone? How do you make it sexy? How do you promote guys? New York is the best place possible for Francisco Lindor. Uh, the fact that he's not a Yankee, I think, helps his brand even more. Mm-hmm. Like, no offense to the Yankees, but... He's not going <clears throat> to the dark side. He's going to go make another team better. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to the dark side, but he's also not surrounded by other superstars. You know, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is a big name. That's a big, big name. And Garrett Cole in the baseball world is a big name. Frankie goes to the Mets and is the guy. Because DeGrom is the guy right now, but DeGrom's old. Yeah, you know he, he doesn't got and he's much. Quiet. He's quiet, and that's just kind of he's that methodical, that Maddox esque type pitcher. You know, he just kind of goes to work and does his thing. This is a huge move for them. The Mets were awful defensively. You've got arguably the best defensive shortstop in baseball now, in, at at that position for you. <clears throat> and to be honest, the Mets didn't give up a whole lot. And you know, bless Sandy Alderson for trying to spin it this right way. But you know, he talked. You know, I, I, I'm looking at some quotes from him right now, and uh, what did he say? What did he say? Uh, they did not come cheaply, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. That is a lie. <laughs> it is a lie. That is a big lie. Uh, the fact that you were able to hold on to guys like Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, uh, even Noah Syndergaard, for that matter, uh, this did this was not this was cheap for you. Um, but I do love, but I do love this quote that he said. He said, "We acquired Francisco because of his present ability and the possibility that he could be a Met long term. There's no guarantee of that. It's something we'll approach in the next few weeks. At this point, we felt comfortable giving up the group of players we did for both Lindor and Carrasco. We gave up a lot of control for short term control, but I think we're comfortable with that and what we might be able to do going forward. I'm comfortable with trading a bag of groceries for Francisco Lindor as well. I mean, so." And they will sign him long term. Look, here's the thing with Lindor. So who, did, who did they trade? They traded. They traded Ahmed Rosario. Ahmed Rosario, who's a major leaguer. They traded Andres, Andres Jimenez. Yep, who's a major leaguer, but just came up last year. And two prospects. And two prospects. An outfielder and a right hander. Do you know anything about either of those prospects? No, sir. You have you researched it? Is it like are they regarded as good or are they just average? I think they're just average. So really, the best piece you got was this Jimenez guy, who I think is supposed to be good. And and we have a shortstop. And we got a shortstop, a, a starting major league shortstop. Yes. Wasn't him and as a shortstop? Yes, he's a shortstop too. Yeah. So, so you got two shortstops. So that so that's that. So the Mets don't give up a whole lot. And so this is the thing with Frankie Lindor. The Mets gave up more to the Mariners than they did to the Indians. This is also correct for garbage, garbage players. For Edwin Diaz and Robinson Cano. One of them can't play. Like literally they won't let him. <laughs> for a full season. He's literally out. they won't let him play. And the other one can't play because he sucks. Yeah. He throws the ball and then it goes really far. Um, out of the strike zone for ball. <laughs> Here's the thing with Frankie. Frankie would have signed a long term deal in Cleveland. Without he a doubt. To. Yeah, without a doubt. Frankie needs to be loved. And I don't mean that in like a Durant kind of way, but he like thrives off that. Like it means so much to him to be loved. And he would have stayed in Cleveland his entire career. The Mets trading for him says to him, these guys want me. Mm -hmm. Of course he's going to sign a long-term deal. Could he get more if he went a free agent and went somewhere else? Maybe. But he's going to sign a long-term deal, and he's going to make a lot of money. He's going to make $300 million. Remember, there's no salary cap, and the Mets now have a ton of money to spend. So maybe he wouldn't go anywhere else. Maybe the Mets would be the best offer. Maybe they would. Either way, he's going to sign that long-term deal because they like him. And he that makes him feel good. Also, let's not overlook the fact that 
the Indians traded Francisco Lindor for a bag of garbage. Oh, they also traded Carlos Carrasco in that same trade. And so they gave up one of the best shortstops in baseball, although last year he was not good, and a great marketable face, as well as a really rock solid, like number three starter, cancer survivor, great clubhouse guy. And will be comeback player of the year for. I'm doing the hands out motion. All of this for Ahmed Rosario. Yes. Least I can say his name. Least I've heard of him. That's a plus. I've also heard of him. The other <clears throat> uh, three I have not. Frankie Lindor, his career averages, two eighty five hitter, not bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he averages twenty nine homers, eighty <laughs> twenty nine homers, eighty six ribbies, and twenty one steals in six seasons. You're getting yourself a good little player. That's there. it. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good little player there. Two eighty five. Yeah, you could be better. He's a switch hitter too. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. I think his 285 was hurt last year because didn't he hit like 220 last year? He hit 250. He came around at the end of the year. We were making our playoff run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so the Mets. So the Mets snag snag themselves a shortstop and a and a bona fide starter to bolster that. It'll be interesting. The National League East. I'm excited when we get into like previewing divisions because the Mets aren't done. So it's going to be really exciting. That division could be brutal. I did see. Could be absolutely phenomenal to watch. I did see a tweet, and it was like NL Scout, who watches a lot of NL East, says Mets still not close to Braves. Need more help. Well, I agree. I agree with that, too. But the Braves are good. Phillies well, I like said, to spend. I, I just didn't <clears throat> like the not close. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I think they've gotten themselves pretty close. It's like the Padres are not close, quote unquote, to the Dodgers, but they're as close as they're going to be. <laughs> they, they, they did a pretty good job getting yeah, closer. Right. Yeah, and you got the Marlins, which, you know, are kind of coming out of nowhere and building something. Philly's not afraid to spend money. They got an overpaid right right fielder, and the Nationals look like they're in on the hunt with some stuff. Yeah, the National League is going to look good. I do want to switch, as as we're about to go to break, I do want to switch this, and it's more of a biasy, and this might help me with my closure. Uh, we've looked at these trades, whether it's Darvish to the Padres and now Lindor to the Mets, these trades are not really even, and I'm I'm really curious as to why, and I think we all know the answer is money. But I want to I want to go through what this means for Cleveland and how this puts them in that, and we'll do all of that when we come back. This is the hot corner after dark version on Tenny the Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Five zero three two five zero ten eighty is the text line to come on in. I like this. I wasn't a Mets fan, but I am now. Tell you what, my friend. Me too. Me too. Really? Uh, I'm going to watch a lot more Mets games than I normally would. Usually I watch the Mets every five days, if you catch my drift. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I might tune into more Mets games. You really wanted to see Rick Porcello last year. I understand. <laughs> I understand. There's, if you know me over the years, I love Rick Porcello, <laughs> especially when he won a Cy Young. Yep. I wish I could remember who he stole that from. Probably half the American League. Oh, yeah. Who did he win that over? I don't remember. He, he won it because he had like 20 24 wins. wins or something like that, but he had an ERA of like 3-6. Meanwhile, Stupid Felix is an sucks. ERA of .2, but he's 11-50 and because <laughs> the Mariners suck. <laughs> I don't think that was a Felix here, but... <laughs> All right, that was the year Kluber won the Cy Young. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Uh, switching over as we are talking about this Francisco Lindor deal. <clears throat> it's one of those things that I knew was going to happen, but I was still surprised. You know, I mean, I, I think we always are. Like James Harden, you knew Harden was going to get traded today, but then it happens. You're like, whoa, it happened. Um, I don't know if I You don't get that. that at all? No. Like when my phone buzzes and says Harden traded the Nets, I knew he was getting traded. But then when it goes official, you're like, oh, it happened. Well, yeah, I mean, I saw the tweet from Woj when it happened that it was like, oh, it's going to happen today. They're working out the final details. I was like, that makes sense. Because yesterday he was a complete what a tool bag. jerk at the postgame. I almost said something really bad. He was a complete jerk at the postgame. And I was like, okay, he's going to get traded. So, I mean, I knew Lindor was getting traded this offseason. So when I saw the news, I was like, well, <clears throat> there it is. It's to the team I expected him to get traded to. So, so let me break some stuff down for you uh, when it comes to being a Cleveland Spiders fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this move sheds payroll by $44 million, uh, bringing the payroll to $35 million. Okay. So you just shed over half, your payroll. over half of your payroll to a, quote, financially strapped team. Uh, five guys on the current Indians roster. Burgers and fries. Make over a million dollars. Okay. Five guys. Jose Ramirez. Their cap, their, their, uh. Their payroll right now is $35 million. Jose Ramirez makes 10.5. <laughs> okay? Okay. Five guys on the squad make a million dollars or more. Okay. This is the team we're going to roll out. They're in, they're not signing anybody else. So it's going to be you and the Pirates at the bottom of baseball this year? No, because we have Shane Bieber. That's true. So every yeah. fifth game you'll <clears throat> win or lose one nothing. That's what we're that's what it's going to be. It's going to be 2020 all over again. The Indians will lose 90 games, and half of those will be one to two run games. That is kind of what happened minus the 90 losses, but yeah. And the Indians will score zero runs. They will average .5 runs a game, if that. (laughs) And the collective staff, don't forget, Marishnik is one of the best relievers in baseball, too. So they're going to – the Indians – Team ERA. You the guy who gave up the Grand Slam to Gio Rochelle? I hate you so much right now. You had to bring that up. Um, <laughs> I hate you so much right now. Uh, and especially because it was Gio Urshela. Um But you got one of the and best. bad flipped you too. <laughs> of course he bad flipped. I would too. <laughs> uh, so the Indians are going to have a team ERA of like 2-3 but having a team batting average of like 160. <laughs> I don't even know who's I don't I don't even know who's going to play in the outfield. Well, let's uh let's go to our trusty friends at Roster Resource aka Fangraphs now and I'm going to look up the Indians. But this is the and thing. I, I want to see what your projected lineup well now I want to see too is for the upcoming season. Okay. Your leadoff hitter is new second baseman Andres Jimenez. Your second, Wait, we might re-sign uh, Cesar Hernandez, Kike's brother. Uh, your second hitter is very angry Josh Naylor. Your third right, hitter I forgot. is Jose Ramirez. Your fourth hitter is strikes out a lot Fran Mil Reyes. Your fifth hey, I hitter forgot we still had him. is Jake Bowers. Your sixth hitter is trusty old Roberto Perez, a catcher. Your seventh hitter is a guy I've never heard of named Daniel Johnson. Sounds made up. Your eighth hitter is Ahmed Rosario, newly acquired, and your center fielder is some guy named Bradley Zimmer. Bradley Zimmer's a local prospect, okay, came up. In fact, Bradley Zimmer 
is one of two players that were on the 2016 World Series team. Nice. Now, I'd also like to remind you that your bench currently holds really fearless hitters Oscar Mercado. Hey, and, I like Mercado. I and, hope he starts. And Jordan Luplo. Jordan Luplo. And you also have an infielder now by the name of Yu Chang. I'm in. Who is a bench player for you. Amateur free agent that we signed in uh, 2013 from Taiwan. Um, you've got Biebs. Got the Biebs. You've got noted idiot Zach Plezak. Noted idiot. You've got. Hey, he's learned from his lessons. His uncle taught him. Uh, you've got Aaron Savali. Not bad. You've got Tristan McKenzie, who was quite good last year. Bright spots. And Logan Allen. So you've got a good young staff there. I yeah. like your young staff there. Yeah, we're good. Your bullpen is terrible, except for Corinne Shack. But yeah, he's you know, great. That's all you need is a closer, right? Uh, I mean, if you get that far. <laughs> if you're leading in the ninth inning. If you get that far. That's the Mets strategy. So you're, you are 100% right. Your lineup is an atrocity. Yeah. And your starting staff is, uh, you know, serviceable. So I traded my switch hitting leadoff perennial all-star shortstop. Four three-hole hitter. For a... Shortstop that bats eighth. <laughs> Sweet. And a second baseman that bats leadoff, apparently. Uh, not if we re-sign Kike's brother. Well, that's probably true. But uh, no, you got him in his now. Why do you need Kike's brother? He's more expensive, too. Good point. <laughs> Save that money, man. Pay this him and his kid 500 Gs <laughs> instead of Caesar two mil. Ugh, can't do that two mil. This is tough, man. This is a really rough thing to like wrap my head around. And it's like, oh, great. At least I can watch the Indians every five days with Shane Bieber. Yeah, for the next year and a half. And then he starts throwing in someone else's jersey. So, you know, do you know that the Cleveland Indians have won six Cy Youngs in 20 years? Six. Yeah. That's amazing. How many World Series? None. Appearance, one. One, yes. Two out. Should have won one. We're one out away in uh, 07. Yep. That is true. But your Red Sox screwed us on that one. Appreciate the your Red Sox to me, but okay. Uh, I do want. I do think one thing, and we have to break. Maybe this is just next. Is I'm curious about you as a fan right now. Oh, okay. Because we've seen you make the change in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You're still team, a free agent. I'm not going back. Was the San Diego Chargers, and because of that, San Diego. You are not a Los Angeles Chargers fan because I do not root for LA teams. Your team. And probably the team you're most passionate about, minus Wazoo, is the Cleveland Indians. It's your second favorite team. I would agree. You went to Cleveland to watch multiple World Series games. I did. It's a big deal. It was a big deal. A lot your, of fun. Your team is run by idiots. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris Antonetti is great for what he has to do. Well, he's a GM. Yeah. I'm talking about the owners. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your team is run by idiots. Mm-hmm. It's a team that claims poor. But it's tough for me to accept any team claiming poor in baseball. Agreed. Are you at all considering switching allegiances? That is a great question, Michael. Because you're not from Cleveland. It is your favorite team. But I think a lot of fans get to a point if their team is run by idiots and continues to do things that do nothing but hurt the team on the field and make it better for their pockets. I think it's okay for a fan to say, you know what? especially if you're not from that city, you know what? I'm out. Yeah, the the Blazers, I will never stop loving the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Well, never. I'm from here. Blazers are my team. Mm-hmm. Timbers, same thing. Yep. Never going to stop rooting for the Timbers. I've seen bad Timber seasons. <laughs> I've seen bad Blazer seasons. You need to stick around. That is an interesting question, and we will do that 
when we come back. Second hour coming up. I do want to get into some uh, Fernando Tatis chat. And I do want to get in some Liam Hendricks chat if we can. We got fair foul at the bottom I'm of the hour. I'm also curious what you think about the LeMahieu stuff. Oh, and DJ LeMahieu. Man, we got so much to get to. Because uh, the Yankees are playing hardball and LeMahieu's pissed, but everyone's playing hardball. So what's going to happen? Yeah, so we got a lot to get to. And whatever we don't get to, we'll get to next week. So that's the beauty of doing this show. So you can tune in then. So second hour coming up. This is 1080 The Fan.